Welcome to the Confident Photographers Podcast. Are you a photographer looking for concrete ways to grow your business? Are you sick of getting partial advice from unhelpful sources? Confident Photographers Podcast is where I help photographers strategize ways to take their business to the next level. I'm Julie Renner, and I've been a photographer and educator for over 10 years. Let's get started. Welcome to the Confident Photographers Podcast, where photographers are learning how to build their businesses with confidence. And now your host, Julie Renner. You're listening to the Confident Photographers Podcast, episode number seven. Hey there, and welcome back to the Confident Photographers Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode number seven. In each of these episodes, I will be speaking to a photographer who is looking for guidance and coaching in their photography business. We will have a session where we strategize and come up with some steps to overcome the struggles that they are currently having in their business. So in this episode, I speak with Amanda Fletcher and her business is Glam, Glitter, and Glow Photography. In our conversation, we talk about how Amanda can identify her target clients so that she can start to attract the right clients that will build up her glamour photography business. We discuss how to identify the qualities in her ideal client and merge those with the small town demographic of where she lives. We also talk a little about putting the blinders on when it comes to local competitors with lower prices so she is not wasting her energy on comparison. Before we get started today, I want to announce that I'm doing a fun giveaway. If you are enjoying the Confident Photographers podcast, I would love if if you could go into iTunes and give me a rating and a quick review of the podcast. I will be giving away a three-month subscription to my Confident Business Club to one lucky listener. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast to be entered into the giveaway. If you would like to find out more about the Confident Business Club, where you can take your photography business to the next level and be on the podcast, head on over to confidentphotographers.com slash confidentbusinessclub. Okay, let's take a listen. So thank you so much for calling in. Why don't you start by telling us your name and your business and kind of how you got started with photography. My name is Amanda Fletcher. I just rebranded in January to Glam, Glitter, and Glow Photography. We moved here in September or last September to Colbertson, Nebraska. I was in Overland, Kansas. These are itty bitty tiny towns, you know, like 500 people when everybody's at home. So, you know, you blink and you miss us completely. I've been playing with photography essentially since I was, oh goodness, 16, you know, but that was, I mean, you're 16. So how serious is everything? And then when I was 18, I was given a gift, a camera for a graduation gift. And then I was even more interested. I kind of did pictures off and on. I kind of followed people around. I was kind of a slacker in my viewpoint. And then about five years ago, I started actually taking money for it. And it was more people saying, oh my gosh, these are awesome. I'm not going to not pay you. So (laughs) then I sat down, well, you know, money's good. So that's positive. Maybe we should go with this. And I think, oh my goodness, I think when I started, my sessions are super cheap, I'm like 25 bucks, you know, you just throw, people throw it at you, and I'm like, okay, sure, thanks, like you too, and then I'd say within the last two or three years, I've really started focusing, trying to focus more on it, because it's, it's something that I really super love doing, I mean, it's not, I mean, if I could make it an absolute business where I could 
freaking fly with it. I would be in the air 24 seven, but uh, my biggest struggles are this area and I must suck at marketing. That's all I can think of. <laughs> so I'm like lost. I'm like, I know I'm not, I don't suck at my job. I, I know I'm good at what I do, but I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So I guess that's where I'm at. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds like you have quite a bit of experience. I mean, you've been doing this for a while. And um, why don't you tell us um, kind of what what is your specialty? What is exactly that you want to hone in on in terms of your photography? Okay, that's a great question. So when I first started, I would do anything everybody threw at me, right? Like I said, yeah. including the money. So I would just a generalist is what I considered myself now. Now, what I've kind of singled it down to is I want to do women and girls, basically, anyone of the female gender. Mm-hmm. I like old children, the women side of it, you know, like I do glamour and then I do specialized stuff once in a while, just like I'm not a mini session per se because I don't think my price is mini, so I don't consider it that. But I like to do things because I'm a I'm huge creative spirit and I'm always thinking of new ideas. I think it's just struggle with how to launch them and then I do weddings I just started I just did my second wedding the 11th of June okay and so super love that I think it's because I'm so in love with ring shots and all the detail stuff that I just like you know that's like my drug so <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like you're really drawn to the feminine side of photography and folk wanting to kind of move in that direction you know i think that word almost encompasses what you're what you're looking to move in the direction of so you've got women you've got girls and you've got weddings which tend to be more female dominated and so that's to me kind of what i'm putting into you know to into a nutshell for you is you really like that feminine side would that be accurate yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay. and see and then i have troubles wording that you know what i mean because uh-huh. i know what i do but then our area like i said it's oversaturated there everybody's a generalist in this area so i get very frustrated when i look at other people and they're getting all these sessions but they're all families or infants or you know things that i don't want to touch i do not like that area so i do not you know hand my card out to those individuals i'm like oh well i heard so and so does great you know you should maybe talk to them even though they're like no we want you no i don't think so <laughs> well, this actually puts you in an advantage. Um, a lot of people that I talk to really, you know, when I ask them what their specialty is, they list off about 10 things. And so they aren't specializing. And as you've probably learned by now, it's actually, you know, it's, you can get business when you're a generalist, but it's very hard to make a living when you're a generalist. And it's very hard to be super successful because you're just sort of the jack of all trades. You're, you're not really specializing and excelling in one area. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's more of, um, you know, the Walmart instead of the specialty department store of that particular business. So if you're wanting to go full on and make a career of it, I think it's, that is the very first step in doing that is determining who you really want to target who your target client is, what their interests are so that you can really identify them and focus on what would attract those particular people for you. Does that make sense? That's why I rebranded, I renamed and stuff. So that way I could, 
I mean, I was Mandy Lee Photography, and I'm like, everybody has their name attached to photography, and I am not, I don't like being like everybody else. I'm weird. I don't like thinking inside. So I was like, I want to come up with something that would hopefully catch the attention of the right person, you know, that'll be like, oh, well, that sounds fun, or, you know, that sounds like me. Yeah. I mean, I think you've taken the the step in the the right step in that direction. I mean, I think that's great that you've rebranded. You, you know where you're going, you know where you want to get. Now it's just a matter of putting all the pieces of the puzzle together so that you can focus on targeting that particular client. So, because I think honestly, if, you know, even though you're, you're looking at really three different areas, so you've got girls, you've got glamour and you've got brides. It, it can all present itself on the same website and, and have some cohesion there, I think. Because even if when you're looking at girls, I don't know specifically where you want to go with that. So there's a couple of options that you can do with that. You can look into some, some fashion kind of stuff. You can do some styled sessions, and that can just be what you're doing with girls. So, for example, you can partner with a boutique or some local vendors or even somebody that's not local, someone online that you meet that wants to have their image, their, um, their outfits and their clothing photographed, and then you're, you're attracting clients that would want to showcase those outfits and have a session booked. So that's one way to go with it. So like not really mini sessions, but you could do it like a mini session where you're providing clothing for them to dress up in almost sort of like a costume. And then you're selling the photos to the clients. So that's one way you can, you know, move in the direction of girls. Um, and then for the glamour, you can attract teens through women. And so there's kind of a lot of different ways that you can move forward with this. Do any of those sound like, is that kind of getting in the right area of what you're looking to do? Yeah, actually I was, and it never happened because we had some severe car issues that I wasn't very happy with. But I was planning, I have contacts based out of North Platte, Nebraska. It's about an hour and 30 minutes um, north of us. Anyway, I have some contacts for vendors that do like hair and makeup and stuff. And I love the glamour stuff. I'm just such a girly girl here lately. So I love to be able to, you know, make women feel special. And so I had talked to some couple of different ladies that do that kind of thing. And they were talking about doing, you know, where I'd rent out a hotel space and then do glamour shots. Like, I don't know if you guys in your area had ever heard, but there was a group, I was a kid, I was like 10, and a group went through our area that kind of disappeared now, but our group went through our area that used to do glamour shots for women, and now their makeup was horrendous. It was just, you know, tragic because Mm -hmm. (laughs) my mom, I look back on them now, I'm like, oh my Lord, no, zombie bad, zombie very, very bad. So, um, but I, Kind of coming off of that idea, I was like, oh my gosh, they don't even have that in this area anymore. Our area is very rural. We are very sparse and separated, you know, between miles of hills. And so I I guess I sometimes I think that maybe my ideas aren't fit for our location. And I think that's one of my biggest, I guess, worries is I'm like, I have all these ideas for things that are you know, more glamorous per se or whatever. And then I don't even know if our area is ready for me. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is, it's something to definitely think about, you know, if you have a creative idea and you live in an area where it's going to be difficult for you to book those sessions, 
it, you know, that's going to pose a problem for you. So take that creativity and expand it into what you do have to work with. And even if you started with what's available in terms of like heavy clientele, this is what they're looking for. Start with that and start to impose some of your creativity in that. For example, what comes to mind for me is playing around a little bit with senior portrait photography, which would be seniors in high school. And you can really emphasize working with the girls and bringing in a hair and makeup artist and starting with that because that's a very all-American thing to do is to have your senior portraits done. It's not super off the beaten path. And if you start with that and wedding photography and then start to build your brand around that, you can maybe layer on the creativity as you go. And when you start to have a presence in the market and in the community, maybe that will attract a little bit more of a creative client. Does that make sense? To expand their horizons slowly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like meet the, meet the clients where they are when you're in a rural area and there's not a lot of culture and a lot of diversity, you, you have to ease them into it so that they see, Oh, this is a cool idea. And I really like this. And, and it's, you know, it's not so far off what they're used to, but you know, you just kind of warm them up to it and it sort of becomes a thing over time. So have you ever considered doing senior portrait photography? I do them already okay and i just like um i did a couple of guys sessions and i don't know i just click more with the females side i had never done boudoir before and i had a firefighter gal come in and um she was a bigger girl i don't even like using that term because i don't believe that anyway and we did that and i after she because she left me this big message i was like bawling (laughs) afterwards Um. she's Oh, she made me feel so good. And it was pretty much after that, that I was like, you know, I think that, I mean, it's kind of silly to say, cause I do photography and I'm pretty adamant about the positive effects of it. But then you see what the media does to girls and their self-esteem and makes them want to change themselves. And I was like, you know, I want to focus on making whatever they do have right now relevant. I want to make sure that they feel special and important just being themselves. And, and so where I came from with that. I was like, I get so tired, you know, cause my daughter, she's 12 mm-hmm. and I'm like, we're getting to that phase where, you know, media is going to start intertwining itself. And so absolutely. I was actually sort of working on a plan on doing um, girls her age from age probably nine to 15, 16, doing a type of portrait session that seniors, what is they call that like tween or something, right? The in-betweens. Yeah. That'd be really neat too, because there's bullying even at those young ages. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and And something else that you can consider doing too, this might be kind of fun, is to set up something where you're offering a birthday party session and it's, you know, that's the party is a hair and makeup artist and the the studio session or the in-home session where you're, you're working with these young girls at their birthday party and, you know, you've got six girls and everyone gets hair and makeup and then they have these photos to walk away from the party with. So, you know, something like that will turn into repeat clients and referrals and that's your marketing right there is if you can nail down a couple of something like that, where you're, you're interacting one-on-one with six people that all have families that might know people, 
that's the perfect marketing plan for you right there. I took um, my daughter's friends and I had gotten married in January actually. And when I got married, I cut my dress back and I have some space here in town. It's, it's the local space. It's such gorgeous. Oh my gosh. It's perfect for a studio. So whenever I, somebody inquires about an indoor studio, I just rent the space out and then I bring my lights, set everything up. And we did glitter sessions, but in wedding gowns. So her two friends bought, brought their mom's wedding dresses and we, you know, they blow glitter, gold glitter, of course, because that goes along with my brand yeah uh, wedding dress there and oh my god we had so much freaking fun <laughs> yeah this is really these are all great ideas and what you want to do is when you have these ideas that are coming up or these opportunities is you really want to make sure that you're capitalizing on the marketing that's going to come after so you've got your session booked you've got your clients booked you want to make sure you get those model releases and then if you can tag them on social media or ask them to tag you back on social media, that's really one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle when it comes to at least online marketing is making sure that you're connecting and following up after the sessions because your reach is pretty far when you're doing a group of people like that. Well, and I think that's where, you know, I lack, I lack nothing in creative ideas. That's that's not any of my concern. I'm pretty smart on stuff like that. I, I did sales for health insurance and other stuff. And so you have to put yourself out there. You have to be up in people's faces and you have to be that outgoing individual. And I, I'm totally golden with that. I had no friggin' issues. Yeah. Wonderful. It's after I get the idea and then I can create stuff. I love creating after the idea, you know, making mm -hmm. everything beautiful. I get the idea, but it's just, you know, I marketed for those sessions afterwards and it was a flop. i never heard anything. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck did I do wrong? You know, yeah. cause they're gorgeous. I mean, and it was, the girls had such a blast and I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? I don't know. And I, you know, because I'll look at, it sounds silly, but there's other photographers 30 minutes away and she likes to copy everything I do. It drives me bonkers, but I just, whatever, good luck. So I just let her do her own thing. You know, at one point I even tried to help her a little bit and, and she tried to steal ideas and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm done. So and that's not going to work for me. Um, so, I don't know, you know, I look at their, I don't know if it's all about price stuff. Can I ask you a question and sure. I may be making excuses. I'm a smart person, but I'm trying to deduce things down. So I had my prices set and, and normally I set up in pretty extravagant packages. The prices are not super cheap, but I'm not over price for our area. And then I look at like that girl. And she'll steal my ideas and people go running to her. And I understand the concept of that's not my client, but let's be very honest here. Money is money, whether it's in somebody else's hands or it's in your own. And so my is like, she's stealing these ideas from me. And then like, she's profiting, like she's booking and I'm not. And I'm like, I don't want to sound like an arrogant arse, but I know I'm better than what she is. She just started like a year or two ago. We all start somewhere. Get that. But yeah. I know in quality and I'm trying to deduce what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's cheaper than me. 
Yeah. But if I were you, I would completely remove her from your space, not as in like blocking and getting rid of her, but move her from away from your vision. It is distracting you from what you need to be doing. Okay. Because it doesn't matter. It really, it, it just is not serving you in any way to know what is going on with her, the fact that she's copying you, and the fact that she's booking and you're not. It's distracting you. And it's making you just think about that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was just, I mean, I always wonder if it's based off of price though. And I'm like, I know what I, I mean, I took all, I did reading and I did all the classes on stuff. Like I know how to run the business. It's just, if I would get the clients, then I'd be golden. Yeah. You know is what she, I mean? Is she price lower than you? Is that what you're saying? Yes. By like a lot. Yeah. Well, that's what it is then. That is what it is, is that those people aren't, they're not your clients, like you were saying, and they are looking for a cheaper photographer and they're going to her because she's cheaper. And what's going to happen, and this is what I tell anybody that's distracted by neighboring photographers that are cheaper, what will eventually happen is she will have to go out of business. She won't be able to sustain her business at that level or she will have to increase her prices. Because if you are really low you can only sustain that for so long before you have to replace your computer and you have to replace your lenses and you need to get external hard drives and you need to get insurance and all of those things will catch up to her. And so if you are going to run a legitimate business in the right way, you have to stay focused on doing it in a way that's going to be sustainable. You said to me in the first minute that we were on that you would love to go full-time with this and make this into a career. And if that's okay. really what you want to do, then you, the first thing you need to do is stop looking at what cheaper photographers are doing because I, I would just venture to ask you, how is it serving you? What is it doing for you positively? Is it doing anything for you positively? Absolutely not. Not. No, it's, my dear. not it's not helping you. It's, it's actually putting you in a position where you're feeling down about yourself. You're feel, it's giving you insecurities that are unwarranted because in, I promise you, in two years time, if not less, you won't be paying any attention to her anymore because she will not be a photographer anymore unless she's a higher priced. She will be gone because you can't Perch, unless there's somebody like in her family that's supporting her. I mean, that's another choice. But then at the end of the day, she's not making any money. She has a hobby. If someone else with, with a different job within her family is supporting her, she is not making a profit and she is working her butt off to have a hobby. You know, those are the only choices. Either she's being supported, she's not making any money, or she's going to go out of business, or she's going to raise her prices. Like those are the only options because you will run out. You'll rent your equipment all breakdown you will need to replace things and that just is the nature of the business so for you it's just more important that you focus on okay what i really would like to get back to for you is let's sit down and determine who you would like to target as your client okay so you need to really think about and what actually i would do for you is i would make two lists i would sit down tonight or when you have an hour and i would make two lists the first list that i would make is who you think will pay for photography in your rural area okay that's the first thing i would do is come up with the demographic of who lives in your area and really think about what they're willing to pay for and what 
that people that live in your area are accustomed to paying for, okay? And then okay. I would take out a separate piece of paper and I would make a list of all of the criteria that includes the type of client that you would love to work with given like say you lived in a big city where there was every kind of client possible like what's your dream client what would you love to have okay. for your dream client okay and then what you're going to want to do go ahead what do you mean for characteristics in that okay so this like when be, I this would be a list like of different things so you would start with the demographics so whether you're looking for little girls teenage girls adult women, um, list out the demographics in terms of age, gender, socioeconomic level, you know, what they're looking for in terms of a session. So the creative level on that, like kind of what they would want, if they would want a glamour session or a boudoir session or a senior session or a mini session, think about all of the things that that person would want and really put as much detail into it as possible. And this is a hypothetical person, but I want you to think in terms of if it was someone that I would just be my number one client, what would be the description of that person? What would be the type of session I would do for that person? What would be their behavior in terms of their purchasing? Like, what would they buy from me? What would I like to sell to them? What would be their communication style? How would they talk to me? What lines of communication would we use? All of the things that you can think of that would want you to have, that you would love to have as a client for you. And so that way, it's clear. That, that doesn't mean that's, that's going to be every client. But in order to market to somebody, you have to know who you're marketing to, okay? So anybody that's going to be attracted to glam, glitter, and glow photography is going to be a little bit different from that person. They're not going to be that exact person, most likely, but they're going to have some or more of the qualities that you're listing out because you're going to be thinking about that person when you come up with your marketing and your posts on social media and when you design your website and all of the things that go into your pricing and you know everything that you do, you're going to keep that person in mind, okay? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, and thank the you. important thing for you because of the area that you live in and there's not a lot, you know, you don't have a big pond, you've got a small pond to fish in, right? So what you want to do is make that first list and then make that second list and kind of look at where some of the similarities are and how it was going to be possible to merge those two lists. And you know, maybe you're going to need to tone down the creativity at the beginning, like we talked about, until you start to get that more consistent inquiries and more consistently booking people. And then you can sort of spice it up a little once you start to get a little bit more business. How does that sound? It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I think that's my thing is I'm a, I'm a person that you don't give a happy trigger to. So... <laughs> Well, and you can keep like a master list of your creative ideas, you know, just keep that list handy on your phone or somewhere where you can grab at it and add things to that list because you can always draw on those creative ideas later when the time comes. So say you have a client that contacts you, they want something fun and exciting and they don't have any idea what that is. You can pull the list out and go, look at all these cool ideas I've been collecting and which one sounds good to you, you know? My husband thinks I'm crazy because I have notes on my phone, like, you know how they have the tablet, and it's uh -huh. got several sections, and it just goes on and on and on, and he's like, are you going to get rid of some of those? I'm like, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. I definitely do the same thing, but you know, you know, it's nice because you always have it there, and you can pull it out when you need it and reference it, 
And you know, I mean, you're going to have clients as you move through this and you start to expand that are going to be looking for something different. If you're using that, if, if you're targeting the right clients, you're going to start to attract the people that you want. So, but I think the first step for you is really thinking about who you're going to type, try to target in your particular area and how that's going to be possible. And the second thing you need to do is stop worrying about anyone else that's working in the photography industry, unless it's somebody that's inspiring you. If it's somebody that makes you feel like there's a knot in your stomach, you need to turn them off. If you're following them on Facebook, you need to unfollow them on Facebook. If you have them you know, showing up on your feed, you need to just remove them because it is not serving you in any positive way. Yeah. See, and I don't follow them, but like you'll get the clients that are like, oh, so-and-so will do blah, blah, blah for this amount. And I'm like, oh, that's good for them. Yeah. Like, see yeah. And just, you know, yeah. if that does come up, you can speak confidently about how you offer a completely different service and that's not at all what you're doing. And this, and, you know, think of kind of how you're going to respond to that next time because you can make it so much more of a spin onto why they should choose you because you offer just a completely different experience. You are not offering yeah, a low budget in and out experience. These are the different things that I'm doing that are different, that are going to give you so much more of an experience and, and a valuable time and memories that will last forever. And, and those kinds of things are what you're going to want to focus on. I'm sure you're already trying to do that as it is, but you know, really make a list of the benefits of what services you're offering. And I mean, just, I can just hear the enthusiasm in your voice that you love what you're doing and you love doing these creative sessions. And that's really what you want to emphasize because not everybody has that level of creativity. So people are going to be drawn to that. Yeah. And I started following some of the in-person sales um, groups on Facebook. I was just kind of stalking them. I was being a stalker <laughs> for a while. Maybe that might be okay. And then I kind of put together price plans and then, you know, like I said, you hear from other people, oh, well, I can get all the images on, you know, for a free download for da da da, da. I'm like, well, I know something better. Like, <laughs> I can yeah. do something better. Yeah, I mean, if somebody says, is I can get all the images for download, I would say, well, I'm offering so much more of an experience in these products and it's digital downloads aren't going to last you a lifetime. But how are you going to show digital downloads to your grandchildren? Because you're going to need some sort of an external reader to be able to even see those digital downloads. So it's very important that people print images, especially now, because they're going to be you know, lost on someone's hard drive somewhere. <laughs> Ask you a question. Sure. Um, this is this is kind of weird. Okay. So I'm going to try and phrase it correctly. So I am a fairly outgoing, aggressive person. This is just me. I just don't shut up really. So, um, <laughs> so I do like, for example, last night I had a senior, uh, female senior client contact me and she wants me to do a summer and a winter session with her. And I adopted the in-person sales motif, right? And I'm like, you know, I am not a person that is okay with, you know, just shooting them a price list through email or sending it over Facebook or listing it off because I ramble. I'm very guilty of rambling. And <laughs> so I started a thing where, you know, before we do their session, I meet with them in person. That way they know who they're working with because I'm a very high energy person. And I'm like, I need to be able to make sure that you guys are okay. And I go over prices and stuff like that. So my question is, is, I mean, 
I sometimes feel that I am aggressive because I, my energy level is significantly more positive and upbeat than most people. And so when I will be in the session with them, I try and read body language because it took psychology. Hello, we learned that. And so, I mean, is it bad to mention that? Because I've read, you know, on like the IPS site on Facebook, people are like, oh, I would never tell them that, you know, be upfront and blunt and say, oh, well, you'll never have those images in, you know, 20 years or X, Y, Z, you know, I am the person that is up in front like that. Like when I meet with them in person, they're going to get me and they're going to be working with me. So I'm like, so this is what I think. What do you think? <laughs> and is that bad? I no, I, I think, away. no, I think it's important that you, that you're authentic to who you are as a person. And I think that even being true to yourself as a person, you can still phrase it in a way that's positive. So for example, instead of feeling, you know, instead of using the word aggressive, you might use the word enthusiastic because it just has a gentler, you know, kinder, more positive tone to it than like the word aggressive. I think people feel like that's combative and it's argumentative in terms of what's going to happen. So if you can just kind of do some synonyms and come up with words that mean maybe the same thing, but are a little bit more on the positive note, I think that will be good for you. And I also think that the reason you do a pre-session consultation is because of exactly what you're saying, is you want them to know who you are and you want everybody to jive in the session. Like you want them to feel comfortable with you and you want them to trust you and you want them to know that you have their best interest. And so I don't think you should fake who you are. I think that you should be who you are. I mean, you do want to be careful about the way that you explain things. For example, when someone's trying to explain the cost of doing business and how, you know, you have to buy all this equipment and, you know, when a photographer goes on and on about all their expenses, I think that in any small business that's, it's unnecessary and it's a turnoff. Like nobody cares what your overhead expenses are and they don't need to know. They just need the better spin on why, you know, and even if you're explaining it at all, why the price is what it is, it's more about you want to show them the value of what you're giving them. You want to, you know, kind of paint a picture of this wonderful experience, the memories they're going to take away from this. They only have a senior year once in their life, and this is going to be so fun, and, and I really just want to make this the best experience for you. And really emphasize what positives they're going to take away from it as opposed to, well, this is why I charge so much. You know, it's more about rephrasing it in a way that's going to, you want to put yourself in the position of your client and think about what they are really interested in hearing. So imagine yourself making a purchase like a car or an appliance or something that's expensive and think about what do you want that salesperson to tell you that's going to convince you to purchase and spend that kind of money. It's not, oh, it costs this much money to make it. It's because it's going to cook the food faster or whatever it may be, you know, think in terms of what the client wants to hear and what they're really looking to get out of the experience. Okay. Because yeah. I think your energy is great. I think, I don't think that you need to feel like that energy is going to be a turnoff. I, to me, just in the few minutes that you and I have been talking, I would love to work with you. I'd love to be your client because it sounds like it would be fun. It sounds like it would be something that I've never experienced before that it would be um, like the, it wouldn't be just about pictures. It would be about the whole day and the whole, you know, time getting the makeup and you would make me feel beautiful 
And, you know, to me, that's the vibe you give me. And that's what I would emphasize when you're talking to a potential client. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. Thank you so much, my dear. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It's really, really good talking to you. And just, you know, I will be following you along and I'll be curious to see how things are going and don't hesitate to ask me questions or follow up if you need some clarification on anything. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. It's great speaking with you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Photographers Podcast. Find us online at confidentphotographers.com.